everybody, and welcome to Vanderpump Rules Party. I'm Holly Borquez. I'm Sarah C. What's up? What's up? We're back with episode three, you guys. Oot, oot. Yeah, it's still just going meh for me. It got better, but I'm concerned. I have worries. Yeah, um, yeah. I felt like they they tried in this episode. We got the engagement. Um, there were some surprises in there that I uh, like some some choices that I thought were interesting that they made. Um, and then we got the Brock stuff finally. So it it picked up a little. At least there was like something to do after the episode to like Google around. You know, like I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> it, it's been like blech, you know. Yeah. Okay. Well. Um, in other news, while well, speaking of Googling around, um, what did you think of the Tom's Good Love and Whiskey stuff? Okay, first of all, I felt like a little, um, like, I was shocked because I was like, did I know about this and or did I forget about that? I didn't know that this was coming out, so I was like, oh, wow. Um, and then my second thought was, oh, man, I don't like whi- whiskey. And then my third thought was, I like the vibe of the ads like it was interesting to look at so that's where I was with it yeah yeah actually kind of reminded me this weekend when I was in LA my friend had said oh have you been to Davy Wavy's and I'm like Davy Wavy's why does that sound familiar I'm like oh I'm like no but I've seen it and they're like huh and I'm like Kristen had her t-shirt launched there <laughs> and they're like all, a whole crowd's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, yeah. It's, like my, it's my best for Kristen. But anyways, it kind of gave me those vibes. That's that where, has, that's the, the bar that I tried to take my two children to and was <laughs> in my minivan like, can I take the kids in? And they're like, no. So. And then you asked, well, can you watch them? Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> Ronnie was like, cr- Ronnie was like crying. She's like, mom. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Can I just leave them in the car and you keep an eye on them, security man? <laughs> Come on. Do it for the pod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the ads were cool, but I just don't know who, who's going to buy that. And yeah, I don't know. We'll see. And I, I appreciate that, like, they're trying, like, good for you. Like, try something awesome. Um, but yeah, interested to see. Well, I guess they'll have this at their, it'll go along with being at their bar so that could work you know just like lisa has all of her product at her her places so i guess smart at least you don't have to serve any other whiskey i don't know see that's where that could have been you know what that could have been a workable name especially the location it could have been good love and whiskey bar yeah yeah so that's a way better name and then the place can you hear me okay yeah totally very clear the location where it's at, it's like dark and not windows, so it goes in theme with a whiskey bar. So I think I'm going to pitch that to them. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. Um, speaking of you guys in the Facebook group, well, I guess on Instagram too, I posted it there with our with our um, name on there so that no one forgets where it came from. Anyways, um, I went <laughs> to Schwartz and Sandy. Well, that happens to us all the time. People yeah. screenshot our stuff and then whatever. Um, I went to Schwartz and Sandy's, you guys, in L.A. and took pictures, posted them on Instagram, posted them in our Facebook group. And, yeah, I mean, it's nowhere near ready. There was a guy there working inside. Um, 
I couldn't see inside, but I saw a truck right out front with his a construction type truck and his windows open. And uh-huh. I assume that's what was happening. Um, I mean, it's big. It's an old Mexican restaurant. So it's quite large. I mean, it looks like a complete diamond in the rough to me. Like it, I, um, it looks big and it looks cool. Like it looks like they, they, it has potential. They could totally do something cool with that space. So I'm interested to see how they pull it off. Yeah, they've got a little patio out front, although it's a strange setup. It's like, you have to, yeah, it's weird. There's like some kind of weird wall in the middle of the patio. I guess much like Sir. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, definitely would have room for either a band or if they did comedy or pool tables or something. It's quite large. But yeah, if anyone wants to know where it is, if you're in L.A., hit us up on Facebook Vanderpump Rules Party private Facebook group or you can email us party at gmail.com and obviously DM us on Instagram. Yes. So I did that. Um, I did a tour of the homes because Michaela had not seen the homes. Her favorite was Kristen's. Okay, and nice. I have to say, pulling up, I had forgotten, but that canopy of trees it just goes over her street and then the green moss on the street it was i mean i felt like i was in charleston or see that chad's obsessed with the trees like he loves that street and like feel of it yeah it's beautiful it really is looks great um her least favorite was tom and ariana's huh yeah i guess you know from the outside you really it doesn't look like it looks pretty boring um, I would, I would, street. I would still put theirs in front of Jackson Brittany's. For me personally, I, I don't know why that one. The location yeah. of Jackson Brittany's just, I don't like it. But, um, and that's saying and a that lot since thing. Ariana and Tom are on the street, like you said. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing. It's the street. Um, yeah. Well, and then Jackson Brittany's. Yeah, I would have to say that because you've got all the neighbors then looking into Jackson Brittany's. And then the hoarder is still next door. I did take pictures of the stuff he had outside. It wasn't as bad as we've seen it, but there was still junk all over the front yard and the side yard. And yeah, and, and even that. though there is that street, they like their backyard has privacy because they don't have a neighbor and they have those tall trees. So I feel like, you know, eliminating the being on the street part, they have privacy in their backyard versus, like you said, Jackson Brittany have some sketch neighbors that can look right over, you know, yeah. and watch him every time he's mowing the lawn. So we were driving by and that his famous actress next door was outside working on her. You know, she does that art, like surfboard artwork. Yeah, uh-huh. She was in her garage doing that. She's tiny. Oh, that's cool. I did not picture that. Um, yeah. So I forgot she was on Friends. So, you know, Jackson and Brittany are just like freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then Katie and uh, Schwartz's. I'm like, what's that guy's name? Um, <laughs> I will say they're, he's becoming forgettable. Their neighborhood has taken a turn for the better. Really? Yeah. I mean, some of when we first went by those dilapidated. So what, they're, they're, they're redoing the tons of apartments across from them? <laughs> they just look look like some of them had been painted or up upgraded a little bit. Oh, that's cool. So it wasn't as scary as the time I'd been there before. Okay. So it's still, you know, very congested and 
everything's so packed together. But yeah, I'd take it over Jax's. All right, cool, cool. And then when we were going, actually, she, her least favorite, you're going to be shocked. What? Stasi's. Really? Could not get past the roads and the drive and then being so cramped up there, like, you know, think of a fire or a mudslide. She's like, they're going to have to run the stroller down the hill. There's no way they could drive during a emergency. I'm like, God, that's a good point. And then just all the stairs and everything. Although she was afraid to do the stairs. I'm like, come on, it's public. Let's get a little workout. But it was a, it was a, it was like you when I'm trying to force you to do something and yes. you're like, no, no. Yes, yes. So it was funny because we were like paused and I'm like, come on, let's just do the stairs. And not realizing, you know, finally I'm like, fine, let's just go. We pull out. Well, there had been this person like standing outside for quite a while. They're probably like, what is that car doing? But then we're like driving down and drive past. You know how tight that road is. Yeah. Drive past, you know, going like one mile an hour. And this girl's like standing there and she waves. She's like, hi, guys. It was late Meester. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. I know. So that was fun. Um, and then, okay, so we went to we went to a bunch of places in L.A. And it's like I texted Holly. I'm like, it's like District 13 up here. I don't like it. <laughs> it's very weird. I, yeah. Um, yeah. But we went to, after all was said and done, we went out, went to some friends' places, friends' house. Oh, when I was out, Charlie DM'd me like, oh, my God, I'm at La Mesa. Come see me. She had seen my stories of where I was because I was just up the street. So I looked up where she works on the weekends, and it looked really cool. So I was already busy, so I couldn't pop in. But next time. Yeah, next for time. sure. Um, so then we went and had dinner at Tom Tom, and that was just like really uneventful. We both got the Madam Butterfly, and I don't know why I ventured away from the other drink I get there. I I need to not do that because it it sucked. Like neither one of us liked it. Mm. So that that's unfortunate. So we got the cauliflower, and then she didn't think it was anything great. And I've come to the realization that I think so many places have it now, and you can do it at home. That I don't like I'm not dying to go there to get the cauliflower just say that yeah and that's disappointing like um I mean I probably still when I go there would when my eyes would gravitate to that and I'd probably want that but um yeah it's it's, one of the best options for sure yeah but it, it but you're right some it's lost its magic and I don't yeah and I'm assuming it's because you can get it other places also, I, f- I feel like uh, some of the magic has been lost on the dish in, in there. I don't know what happened, but something something changed. You know what? It's, and this happened to us last time. They make such huge, massive chunks now. Like, yeah. I liked when they were little bite-sized heads. Yeah. But now they're like... They're two, and then and then they give you like six versus like you would get like twelve little ones, and the little ones were. It's nice to eat when you're you're. It's like um, Tom Tom promotes like having conversations and sharing meals, and you're at this little tiny table. So it'd be nice if you could take like a dainty bite of a snappy yeah. cauliflower versus like cho- like using a fork and knife to like eat like chop it into like four pieces. Steak. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I think that changed the coating because the larger the piece, the coating's got to spread around it. Whereas the smaller ones, it could caramelize and almost yeah, get a little chewy. It just like it doesn't snap anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's disappointing. That's a bummer. The chicken pesto flatbread was really good. I had a bite and then realized there was goat cheese on it, so I couldn't. But the bite I had was delicious. Mm. But but again, that's something you can get anywhere. And then we had the crispy chicken sliders, which I wanted to give it a chance since they changed it from Ken's crispy chicken sandwich. And the sliders were better, but uh, again, not as good as, say, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, the review of the food, like, it's still leaps and bounds above Sir. So that's the good thing about Tom Tom is it's like you're – it's still – you're going to get something – that's like pretty good, you know. <laughs> and I, I think that's why everyone raves about Tom Tom so much is because they're grading on a scale compared to Sir. Yes. It's not that it's that great. It's just it's that great because what they're used to going to Sir. Yes. Yes. Which has a new, Sir has the new menu, so I guess we'll have to see. Um, so we did then pop over. No one was at um, Tom Tom. I said hello to Brett. That's it. So we go over to Sir because it was quite honestly an easier spot to get an Uber because in front of Tom Tom was just crazy chaotic. And I will say Tom Tom was popping off. It was packed. And we went late, like nine for dinner. So then we go over to Sir to get an Uber and then I wanted to pop and say hi to Jeremy before he leaves. Was this Saturday? Yes. Okay. So he made us a couple the cucumber martinis chatted with him a little bit and then oh and we were about to take off well then Peter comes in into the bar and I'm like oh hey Peter <laughs> the guy I, I, don't, I just I don't understand clearly does not did not recognize me he's like well hey there ladies and I'm like oh god I'm like hey it's me Sarah from Vanderpump Rules Party Podcast oh I'm like clearly I have to be with you for him to recognize me. <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm sure hell? I'm sure I would too. That's that's like, funny. Okay, I'm like, how are you doing? And he's like, I'm tired. And I had to laugh because I'm like, tired? There's no room to be tired. There's 24 hours in a day. You can't be tired. Oh my um, god. I'm, I'm like, well, how is everything going? You have a lot of new stuff going on. And he's like, ugh. Well, you are the last person I would tell. I'm like, what? He's like, I'm not telling you anything. I'm like, what are you talking about? The last time we saw you, brought our drinks over and asked to be on the podcast again. I was like, um, okay, well, I mean, was uh, he, all right. Was he offended what? by the podcast or something? What the heck? Well, I started thinking, I'm like, maybe he does listen. But I'm like, I, I got to go into this deeper. I'm like, well, I, I'm not really... You know, I'm not asking you for any secrets. I just said, how's everything going? And he's like, I've got a lot. And when I'm ready to announce, I will announce. And after I announce, you will be the first of the last to know. Are you Peter? And then he's like, I go, well, you know, Peter, I'm finally, because he's going, he's saying this over and over again. I'm like, well, you know, Peter... I have a lot of secrets I know about this place that I've never told. So I go, I'm not asking for your secrets. 
I was just asking how you were doing and I hope you're doing well. And he kind of looks at me. He's like, well, I will let you know. And he kind of, kind of backpedaled. I think that's when I jumped to the first of the last to know. He's like, and then he kept saying you of all people. And I'm like, and I was taking that personally, like, oh, he does listen. And I'm like, you of all people. I go, what does that mean? You of all people. Why? And he goes, you, the press. Oh my. I'm like, oh, I'm the press. Yay. Where's I need a press badge. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. It was so bizarre and weird. I'm like, where's this coming from? And normally with any other person, I would be like, oh, he thinks we're making fun of him. We're not. We we're, we celebrate Peter when we like do his voice or talk talk about Peter. Peter, we but, always talk about you in a positive light. We tell everyone to go say hi to you because you're kind at sir. So yeah, we're your friends. Anyways, I, we know he doesn't listen. It's just that was just Peter being Peter. Well, remember he, he did listen to Ronnie say her name like 18 times. Remember he's like, for some reason your podcast is stuck on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Maybe it finally skipped ahead. (laughs) So, okay. The only other thing, um, it was announced Katie makes 600,000 this season, as I'm sure than the other OGs. So good for them for getting it. Um, It's a little surprising, but then I guess not, because if Jack's made 500, then everybody else should make 600. Um, yeah, I mean, then, it, it hurts a little to hear that, you know, but um, good for them. <laughs> yeah. it, it seems it's like it, it kind of puts in perspective when you're like, gosh, it's really not fair that people say that, you know, um, whatever, like whatever they say about the Toms. or It's like they're getting paid very well to put out, the, you know, to put the content out that they're putting out. So we can right. continue doing what we do. Yeah. And Lala posted her what would have been her wedding dress um, that she will not be wearing if she does get married to Rand. She said there's no plans right now. Um, And it was very surprising. It was very simple and plain. It was long sleeves. It was very just minimal. So I'm chalking it up to like that was the mood she was in then because she was like in the motherly like... I don't know if she was pregnant then. You know what I'm really, you know what I'm really curious to know is what Stassi's dress looked like because you have to remember at this time they were kind of battling it out in the wedding arena. You know, Stassi was going to have her, they were going to have the same bridesmaid dress. So I'm wondering if they both were going for the same vibe and then, and now they're feeling different ways, you know? Did, did Stassi have a dress? I'm sure. Like they were like fully planning everything, right? Like, I bet she did. Yeah, I guess because they were both like they yeah, they were both taking all the steps to, you know, get there. Jalot. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure yeah. there was stories about Stassi like going and trying on dresses with her sister. Like I feel like her sister was there and someone else like I, I feel like there was something going on. Yeah. I can see her doing like a matronly thing too, like an up to the neck thing. Yeah, like very chic, like a very Meghan Markle. I really think that that's what they they both were channeling. Yeah, it 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 didn't fit with Lala. It was very confusing because it was very like plain and just understated. Yeah, it was super plain and um, 
like a traditional cut, but also there was like there was something different in the cut where it almost I mean, it was beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, I always feel like dresses like that are like a piece of art and, you know, great. But yeah, it was, there was a lot of fabric. Um, and just with how it, I didn't see Lala. I saw the dress and, and I feel like, you know, you yeah. always want to see the bride. You want to see them and, you know, not just the dress. Right. Exactly. Cool. Okay. Um, well, that's all I have. Um, I'll do a couple of birthday shout outs, but you want to get into the episode unless anything else no, that, popped yeah. off? Yeah, that's, that's it. <clears throat> okay. Once again, yesterday, happy birthday. Hope you had a great one. Ariel, who was our moderator. Happy birthday, well as, Ariel. Uh, there was three others yesterday. Danielle Grown, Katie Moffitt, and Katie Brown. So I hope you all had a great birthday. Yes. Uh, we, we missed a couple that I had asked for everyone's birthday and it, they posted after we podcasted last but October 2nd was Christine Fosella and Un Young Lee's husband on October 4th was Kelly Dainty on October 7th Sarah McKay on October 11th Ashley Williams um, is it oh it's today October 14th is Jen England and yeah, I guess I should say October 12th for Ariel. Anyways, and October 10th, Jennifer Pearson turned 40. So happy, happy birthday, birthday, everybody! I'm sending you a, a, a classic selfie by um, Randall. I don't know if you saw it yesterday. I don't know, it's taking forever to download, but I'll send it to you while we're podcasting. Okay, um, episode three. Oh, We're still in Palm Springs. Is it making you want to take a little jaunt out there, or or what? Do you want to? Um, no, no, <laughs> no, no. Ever since I discovered the casinos in San Diego, I don't have to go to Palm Springs anymore. <laughs> I, you know what? But the San Diego ones are amazing. It's so true. I yeah. feel like that too. Okay, I'm like, oh my gosh, what is? Why is he wearing a helmet? I don't know, but it's like you got like you have to give Randall credit for staying on brand and just continuing to stand by that selfie, you know. And he just he shows us exactly what he's up to, you know. Boom, selfie. It's pretty great. Uh oh, hello. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he does. He puts it out there. He's he's rand yeah. all the time. <laughs> Funny. Well, we start in bed, and I just thought, why is Raquel wearing that giant pearl headband in bed? Like, how, you, did she just wake up because the cameras are there? Ooh, let me put this headband on. Yeah, that would. I was laughing at that too. Um. Yeah. 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 I. I. This whole. I was, yeah, I, was I, I wrote in my notes like watching this for the second time because they already released this earlier in the week and I watched freaking eight minutes of it and now I have to watch eight minutes of it again. Yeah, and nothing happened. I mean, the only thing I noticed when James was like, we're going to have a pickleball tournament. I'm like, what is he saying? So I realized he's saying ball the way Lisa says pool. Pool. Yeah. Pickleball. Pickleball. Just cracked me up. 
Um, Anyways, I, I cool. didn't, I did enjoy, um, Lala, you know, saying that she, you know, I've been with athletes and blah, blah, blah. And now I'm with an old man, play with an old man who plays uh, pickleball, old man tennis. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, although I laugh at that and I guarantee you there's no way in hell I could play pickleball. So I'm, I'm not even going to try to call that an old man's game. What are you talking about? We were like squash masters. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. We have tennis courts here. We can practice. We can just draw some chalk lines. I actually, I actually really want to try. I just like, I hate like failing at something. So I, I would, I would probably be like Brock and like want to arrive a little bit early and see, you know, like see how where the lines are and where I need to run and if my arm, you know, I, I I'd want to feel it a little too. You know where they have um, pickleball courts now? It's right um, on Main Street and. The high school. I know. I watch it all the time there when Ronnie's at that park or whatever. I I used to see, yeah. Like they are those people are into it, dude. That's why I feel like you know I you could be like, oh, I'm gonna go you know womp on pickleball. Like I'm young, I can do this. Like no, those people are serious, dude. Like it is a serious yeah. thing. So hey, I heard that you can go on the beach now. Yeah, it, yeah, <laughs> it opened. I drove by on our way back from LA and it was like glassy blue and sandy beach. I was like, well, I thought it was going to be black. It looked beautiful. I still wouldn't go in, but it's not, there was like a little tiny, it's really not a big deal. (laughs) It wasn't. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm just laughing. You're going to have like Lala after your ass. Why do you? I mean, oil spills happen. It was it, horrible, and I'm glad, I'm glad they cleaned it up, but yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Okay, so here's where... Okay, well, Katie is right. Tom does steamroll Tom. I just feel like Katie is, like, not even attracted to Tom anymore, like, because he, he's so, like, not assertive. Like, I, I think it's crossed the line where it's really starting to gross her out how awful he has become like even when he throws her under the bus to james like oh james you could you can choose katie to kill and she's like what dude you can't offer me up i'm your wife like that's whole like he consistently just digs his hole deeper on his wussy energy as as james would say it's awful and i just feel like she's just lost her love and feeling for him and i don't blame her yeah, like there's a huge difference to how like if if you compare like let's say um, James and Raquel, like when one of them is struggling with something, you see the other kind of swoop in and be supportive in like a loving way. Like when James was struggling with alcohol, Raquel was like right there to support him and and they moved forward together. With Tom and Katie, there's just like this. Anytime I, I just I notice that anytime that she brings it up to him then he turns into like a real smart ass where he'll he'll like lecture her about how that's not what he's doing and how he's actually smarter than that and how she should just back off but then as soon as he gets in front of people he goes right back to doing the same shtick that he's been doing and she just like drops her head in disgust because she's like I literally just said that and you're like not listening again <laughs> you know it's like it's really yeah. hard to watch and I feel for her because it's like she's constantly kind of painted as this miserable person but she's like being pushed it's it's crazy yeah oh i i get why yeah where she's at 
And then him even just insulting her hair is like, yeah, leave it. Everyone in the world has been calling her haircut a Karen. Tom, you're her husband. You don't need to say that. Oh, my God. I died when he said that. Like, you have her hair is adorable. And, like, that is so rude. Like, that. And, like, wait, give her a complex. Yeah. Especially when her best friends were just fired for being Karens, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Not cool. I didn't like that. Yeah. Okay. So, with the Pickleball tournament, fortunately, we have more costumes and more theme parties. Yay! Okay. Um, I'm going to channel is... La and be like, enough! It really is. It's... We've gone through this for like season after season now. And to have them not kind of... Like this was their chance to break the mold. This was the, their chance for us to go, this is really refreshing what's happening here. Like I feel good. Like no. Like you can't... You can't be no. doing the same thing and then expect us to say that it's a new show. Like it's we're, now we're missing characters and it's the same show. You know what I mean? Like they they didn't set themselves up yeah. for anything different. I remember even Sheena complaining on her podcast how she had, like she had two days notice and she had to come up with like five different costumes because every day was a different costume party and she can't fit into anything because she just gave birth and how frustrating that was. But it's like. Yeah, it's frustrating for us too because we don't care about these costume parties and and when you do them so often they're not special or fun. Like now I look forward to them and wearing normal clothes cuz it's like, "Oh, look, Ariana's wearing jeans." Cool. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, the costume parties used to be held for something special like uh you know, Ariana's birthday, birthday, Stassi's birthday, yeah, the double birthday, or or like when Tom would like really be in charge of something, then he would make everyone dress up and everyone would moan and groan, and it was funny because he was so excited and everyone else was it. You know, it's like or something not so over the top, like when he had the little shorts suit pantsuits for Mexico for the guys, and Jax I, was like, I can't wear this. Yeah, but I even feel like the fact that they tried to costume pickleball like they shouldn't have left that line in where tom said okay everybody you know and he like basically listed what they were supposed to wear white skirt this that you could tell they sent that text out and everyone followed what they were supposed to do but by saying that it took out the magic of like you know like when me and you and like we get together with our friends and we're like hey let's go do a skating night like we might put together an outfit but like we're not like saying you have to wear knee socks and booty shorts yeah. and this. Like it just happens, and like that's the fun part of it. But to hear, like, to know that the whole thing is yeah. orchestrated, it's like, ugh, I, I don't like it. It's too much. He's too much. He needs to just calm down, do what he's good at, and that's being a good friend. He shows that later, but this first half of the episode and the previous episodes, Sandoval can go. Yeah, and. And I I like that he gets so excited. I think that that's cool. Like I'm not I'm not trying to like pound down on that, but it's like. But it's about him. Yes. Yeah, it's, and it's not even about a cool costume party. It's about him. Yes. Exactly. Anyways, well. Okay, so so, so then they what, all show them playing. Okay. What What did go you ahead. think about the 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 whole controversy with with Brock leaving early to go like kind of warm up? Did you think that he should have stayed, or what's your take on that? Um, well, he sh- certainly should have talked to them or asked her or discussed it. Yes, one hundred percent. Number one, 
you know, and then if she let him sleep through his shift or whatever. Now, what, like what, kept... what time do you think Pickleball was? Because she talked about how he missed the 4 a.m. feed. So was he out there at 4 in the morning slamming the Pickleball? <laughs> no, she said she let him sleep through it. Oh, 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 oh. I'm like, I'm like dang, dude. They, I mean, I, I would want to start <laughs> early, too, out there because it gets hotter than hell, you know, but. Yeah. Yeah, they probably started it, yeah. Nine, or, nine or, ten, or ten, yeah. Or yeah. 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 Um, yeah, he should have, like, discussed it. I, he kept just, you know, he's like, well, we've got the hired help, like, treating Erica like the hired help. And, yes, she pays her, like Pacina said, because she says, it's just, yeah, I mean, a little selfish. I think that, like, and I, I also... get his point with Erica. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead. I want to hear what you have to say. Oh, I mean, I get his point with Erica. First of all, I think it's more mother-in-law frustration. I think it's someone being around as much as Erica is as a nanny would be or a night nurse but the difference is it's the mother-in-law as well so it's like double fold triple fold and that's going to irritate anyone no matter how much you get along with the person you know you want your own household so I think he's just like you know kind of blaming it on her well we pay her she's she's opinionated I don't know I think it's just a lot I think they need a little more space and a little more time away from because he said that on that podcast too last week when he's like, she's just 20 minutes away. She's always here. And I'm like, Azusa's not 20 minutes away. It's a lot longer, but I think it's just too much. So they probably need to like pull back a little bit. And, and yeah. I so, but I saw Sheena's point too. She's like, well, it's my mom's birthday. I wanted to give her a break. And he's like, well, she's the hired help. And I don't know. So I guess if they had hired a nanny, or the night nurse as Lala does and Brock took off fine because then they're paying an employee but it, it, it is a gray area here with he's just assuming Sherika Sherika yeah. <laughs> will handle it so yeah he should have talked to Sheena yeah for sure um and, you know, like, it, I feel like it, it's easy to just like sit on your couch and watch the show and be like ugh like this is like a, either like it's a dumb storyline or whatever but you have to remember like Sheena literally just gave birth there's a lot that and she has committed to being on the show which is the schedule's insane um you know planning the filming the outfits the not fitting into things not feeling your best being hormonal like she mentions later um just all of those things that you know a normal brand new mom would get to like kind of sit around and you know hang out like she's having to like really get up and go so and she keeps saying she's tired and oh my um, god if you think about it it was like they started filming two weeks after she gave birth so for her to say hormonal and him's like oh god not the hormonal how long are you gonna use that for i i died like i I still use it i still i still like go to chad and i'm like i am done like there's Oh, that made me so mad. I was like, that's really not cool, dude. She can use it as long as she wants. And I guess that shows his lack of experience with his other children because he should know better than that because he would have gone through it before. Well, he should just like, he should be listening to Sheena and respecting that, you know, that and thanking her for giving 100% in everything, you know, letting him be on this show and, like, giving him this opportunity by being, like, she could have easily been, like, I'm going to come onto the show six weeks after I have summer. I'm going to step back and then we'll step back into the show. But she, I feel like, like, she's doing this for the opportunity for their whole family. I really believe that. 
and oh, yeah. um and so that, especially yeah it might be the last one yeah gotta, she's paying for three houses yeah she needs to make that money yeah so yeah I, ugh, that just I didn't like that um okay but the pickleball thing I thought it was cute what what do you think about the comparison between like Lala like throwing her paddle and then um Raquel being like all dainty and playing <laughs> that was funny I think I think James was like as you know I see I always had a thing for Lala I think you know in that moment as, as well as many others I'm sure he was like you know how they are like you know the the crazy girlfriend oh but she's crazy and bad you just got to put up with her crazy I think he's just thinking okay I, I don't need crazy I need this and thank god I dodged a bullet because my life would be that Lala throwing rackets and throwing yeah kids, whereas with Raquel he is so balanced oh my god I was just holding up my phone to my mouth like I was talking into my phone instead of the headset like I'm holding up my phone <laughs> talking to you oh my god um yeah that that is true I mean he he really broke the mold you know after having Kristen and then Lala and then going to Raquel he's kind of you know hopefully he's chosen a different path for himself yeah okay let's see what what else happened Rand wins. Um, I like that Schwartz beat Sandoval, at least. Just take Sandoval down a little bit. Yeah. And uh, then Sandoval's playing... Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just saying... Oh, no, go ahead. Because I was going to jump to James um, yeah. DJing at the pool party. Exactly now, this was the other thing that, that like was kind of throwing me off about this episode is there was like a lot of bouncing around. Like they were like, it was like, we're at this house. Now we're at this house. Now it's the pool party, but it's only 11 a.m. And it like it was like it didn't flow great for me. It was like like I would have been freaking exhausted after this day. Pickleball, pool party, get changed, go to Archella, this, that, you know, it's just like, oh, man. Yeah, it's a lot. And then you're drinking the whole time. And you're in the and sun. And it's a hot sun. Yeah. You're, it's a, exa- and then you're having to be on camera and be funny and I don't know. Oh, my God. I'd be so dumb. Yes. Yeah. I just noticed the cameraman kept doing close crotch shots and ass shots of the girls. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Very Jersey Shore-ish. Yes. Um, so then they, oh, Sandoval raps about pissing and puking on his white coat. And they do like a game and. Katie dares Lala to put it on. That was dumb, boring, whatever. James gets the Mary F. kill. And this is when he, the Katie thing happens. So he says, obviously, Mary Raquel, he's already F'd someone here. Let's, so let's just leave it at that. And he can't keep up, come up with someone to kill. And Schwartz, is, uh, Schwartz offers up Katie. And, you know, James really shined this episode because even James, of all people, especially him and Katie's relationship, He's like, hey, I would never have cho- chosen you. I would never do that to you. He's like, in fact, I'm gravitating towards Tom. And I'm like, well played. Yeah. Thank you for not humiliating Katie and also choosing Tom because he's, what a dick move. Yeah. God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah, James really saved Tom in that moment because if I was Katie, I'd be like, fuck you. Yeah. And, me- and I'd throw a drink over his head. Yeah, me too. Oh, so, my gosh. And then Raquel gets into her situation. She's like, I'm, I'm not mean to other people, but why am I so mean to myself? So she was, like, really real and honest and relatable when she opened up and was like, 
it was so sad. It was just like, why do you? Why aren't you embarrassed of me? And I thought, Raquel, you're asking James Kennedy this of all people. Like, look what he's done publicly. That's humiliated himself and everyone around him. I'm like, this must go real deep for you. So, I mean, well, and then if you, I don't know why no one said this. Maybe they don't want to bring up something painful. But like, if you think about how Raquel started to where she is now, like she used to be a horrible public speaker where it was like her words came out. So so shaky she could barely you know like she has drastically improved I mean I love listening to her talk and um I I just I I think that like I that was a super authentic thing that she shared I think she really does struggle with that because like like we said you can go back in the seasons and watch she's super shy and I mean who likes to speak in public anyways I get it um yeah her voice did shake It, it is much better now and I do think actually pageants were a good idea to help combat combat that yeah to kind of push yourself into that situation for sure um but yeah i feel like she's really worked on it like whatever has happened like i i i think she's worked on it and um yeah when she's like no there's lala who's confident in everything she says and i'm like don't aspire to be like lala you just improve what you are as yourself because that's far a better <laughs> yeah, know. yeah. And and I real gotcha. I mean I loved everything that Raquel said. It was like so open and honest, but then like you said, the kind of the scene stealer of the that part was James. Like I loved how he came and supported her. He listened, he let her talk, and then he said, That is not what I want, that's not what I care about, you know, like and I, I just I was like, Wow. I was super impressed by him. I mean Yeah, he gave really good advice. He's like let's work on it don't dwell on the past he's like yeah. you don't have to do this he's like let me do that that's what I do you I'm, don't have to I feel like um you know for anyone who maybe had some reservations about like you know is this really gonna work like are, is he gonna be a good partner to Raquel like we've seen this happen where it's like you know Britney's about to get, re- get engaged to Jackson where you know even if you're not a big Britney fan you're still protective over her and the life that she's gonna have with Jax and so you're like I don't know if we want to do this Britney don't do it you know <laughs> um but I felt super reassured seeing this scene and knowing what was coming the engagement I was like okay if that's how he's going to support her then I think she's going to be okay because she was able to open up to him they were able to talk about it and it ended pretty well so I was like oh my god look at that seemed very clear healthy it seemed healthy yes like I was like oh okay yeah so that was cool UK um, well we kind of talked about the Sheena Brock stuff um, I mean except for that she kind of shaded uh, although she goes she goes well my mom and Brock just butt heads because she's a Taurus and he's a Gemini and I'm thinking Sheena you're a Taurus so why wouldn't the same argument apply oh my gosh (laughs) so it's summer okay I do yeah. think that those two bump heads. Like I, I've noticed on some of their lives and stuff too that like they they will get frustrated with each other, you know. Or you can hear it on the podcast sometimes too. I mean, that is very normal. I feel like every couple do, gets butts heads like that sometimes. But yeah, I'd rather that than he's perfect and he can do everything. I just want to throw like a little question mark into this scene when Erica kind of plays a role in questioning. Brock when he comes yeah. back from pickleball and and saying so you know how was it was it worth it 
Um, yeah. I actually thought that Brock handled himself well. He still said some things that like kind of bu- bugged me. He mentioned, you know, the hormone thing and everything but I was just like I thought he handled himself well because that if there's one thing that will bug me with like an in-law situation is it's when they'll try to come at me with something that may like maybe my partner should come at me with you know what I mean where it's like I don't want to hear it from your mom or your dad like if you like let's have a conversation but let's not bring someone into it you know and uh just know like it just seems out of character for Erica to ever put someone on the spot like that. Like, I think she's pretty easygoing and supportive. So it felt maybe a little, I yeah, don't know. Like, it was obviously, too passive aggressive. Yeah. Too, too, like, but get your nose out of this, Mrs. Kravitz. It's Sheena's battle. Like, yeah. yes, you're here, but it's it just, not it, your place. Yeah, it felt like they were setting up for the whole storyline of, of what's happening now with Brock and Sheena and his his kids and I don't know it just was like was that necessary the story is enough on its own like we don't need to throw in a scene where we're making it more awkward you know that's not even natural it just it felt a little off yeah. to me yeah I could see where he's getting irritated yes based on little comments like that and, and and I also see where, like, being devil's advocate for Brock is um, when when you've just had a baby and you're dealing with all that, plus adding on everything that Sheena is dealing with for the show, like, I could, she's frustrated, she's stressed, she's exhausted, and, yeah, she is going to be pinning stuff onto Brock because, like, you can't even think when you're at that, in that state. You know, you're just like you need someone to blame and so I I kind of just wish that he would meet her at that place and be like okay Sheena like I'm here to support you like how can we get through this together I wish that that's what happened because I definitely sense that she's frustrated and obviously he does too if he's able to point that out to say that she's blaming him for other things but I don't know so I hope that we get to see a little bit of a shift there because I feel like Sheena keeps on shouting from the rooftops what a great dad that Brock is he's so good at changing diapers he's so good with her and we've seen in stories and everything that he is good with her he you know take you know he takes her out like she was in New York and he had her in the stroller and was bathing her he's a great dad but again there's something that just feels weird about that that like these other two kids are over in Australia without their dad while she is kind of Rob hung a TV in seven minutes. Brock is such a good daddy, such a good daddy, such a, you know, it's like, yeah, I don't know. That's, it's, it, it's yeah. like stinging me a little. Yeah. Which goes to that scene when they're hanging out with Randall and Lala and talk about it. And like Randall and Lala's face when they're like, how long have, you know, since you've seen your kids and he said the four years and they were both like, what? That was because yeah that came up because of the diaper changing because Randall's only changed one diaper in his life and Sheena's like wait don't you have two other kids like yeah I mean I guess that you know you have the prerogative to do that he's like he'd rather just pay someone to do it and that's where Sheena gets her little shade and she's like there's no amount of money that would make me choose someone that wasn't going to be 50-50 with me she's like but Lala I guess has her price but that's your choice you know to choose that so yeah. And again, I like I I can't help but wonder that those comments like does she realize those the comments that she's made? Like it's just it, it's a it's like it's a lot. Um my Chad's dad never changed a diaper. 
like yeah. that that's what my mother-in-law says that like he never changed a diaper so it's like oh okay and she didn't have a night nurse so she had to do it all herself that's crazy um yeah so you know pick a partner that is willing to get in there with you for sure I mean, it's definitely an older generation thing, and you yes. know, Randall is I'm on the cusp of that. One hundred percent. And then I did also find it rich that the the couple that they chose to kind of unveil this secret that well, it's not a secret. He shared it openly, but you know, is Lala and Randall who have definitely had their own judgments over you know Randall's divorce and his ex-wife has come out and said some things about him I don't it was just an interesting choice to have it be Lala and Randall that they are talking to about this and they were the ones who were giving the surprised look it's like uh both of you yeah you know like I wouldn't right. throw stones either yeah now I didn't I've I've seen everyone's comments um and then obviously Lala's reaction I thought the concept of having summer and winter is cute but I guess it's hard to say in like uh, if you feel abandoned or you're disgruntled with your relationship, the first wife with Brock, I suppose you could feel like re- you're being, you're replacing the first kid. But what, what is, as a mother, you tell me, what is your thought on the summer winter thing? Like, it, let's say Chad went and had, let's say your daughter is winter and Chad remarried and had a daughter summer. How would you feel? I would rip his head off. <laughs> I, okay. I, 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 you know, but again, that's going to like, if things were not good between us, I'd be like, what the hell? Like, why is that? Why would you? I don't know. I feel like the only way that it would really work is if everyone was like totally cool together and like, and maybe you even had a conversation with the, the ex-wife and was like, hey, I'm thinking about this. Like, how do you feel about that? I don't know. I would definitely have a conversation it just is another like kind of red flag for me where it's just weird um and and I just feel like everyone's stories about everything is it's not adding up from podcast to to YouTube to interviews to this to that like nothing is making sense um but when Andy asked her on Watch What Happens Live, like I, I screamed from like the living room and Chad came running when Andy was like, so you're telling me that at age 16, you wanted to name your daughter Summer and his daughter, like it, I, I just, I died. Like his line of questioning on that one. I was just like, dang, Andy. She, she has said on her podcast many times how since the OC, she was obsessed with Rachel Bilson and Summer. Yeah. Um. Did you see that she posted a text thread with her and Rob? No. So last night she, so after Andy, she texted Rob, hey, two questions. Are you going to Blended? I'm assuming that's like a music festival. And B, can you, you know, please tell everyone that Madison was your name. And and yeah, he responded. He's like, um, haha, yes, it was my name. He's like, um, Boy, it's been fun watching her grow. I follow her on Instagram. Oh, that's funny. Um, so Rob did say yes, that was my name, and and we know Sheena with Rob. It's like anything Rob says, she was like jumps on board with. So I do believe her because I have heard her talk about Summer from the OC uh, quite a lot. But it doesn't look well, especially you know people that don't know all those details. That's how it comes across. Is yeah, what about Madison Marie Parks Valletta? You know. 
Um, so in her defense, I'll give her that, and Rob confirmed it. But at the same time, it was pretty good, uh, a, a good TV catch moment. Yeah, and, that's yeah. funny. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, uh, just speaking on, on Watch What Happens Live really quick, I thought that Sheena looked amazing and she did a really good job um she could have you know in in last week's or however many weeks ago it was when the girls kind of shaded her about brock and some other things i thought that she kept it very classy she did not say anything bad about her castmates she was super positive which that can't be easy to always take the high road you know what i mean so i give her credit for that she was fun to watch and um and she answers the questions, even when it's awkward, even when she probably doesn't want to. She says how it is, and so you gotta you gotta give her credit. Yeah, it was awkward too when they asked, "Well, do you Facetime?" And he was, "No," like, but that's not his doing. I know, I've heard. You know, they try. It's like it's up to the mother to allow that. You know, the kids. You know, to, if they have phones or not, they're not. His firstborn was born when he was 20 Brock's only 30 so his oldest is 10 so probably don't even have a phone I don't know uh, no that's not gonna fly I the whole thing is just like I oh, can't no, I, I'm saying I think the mother the mother isn't allowing it I but but I, what would what would cause a mother to not allow it like that's what I keep going back to is like what to cut out his family which is why not fair, but obviously yeah um and you know sometimes that needs to be done like i like that just like everyone kind of keeps saying there's three sides to every story yeah like you could definitely say like that he's the victim in that but sometimes there is a reason to cut out the other family like because they are completely toxic or something so um i i do know that the family has not been cut off for the family may have been cut off for the four years because before that um the kids traveled with his sister and there was like there's many pictures of them with their entire family so i think that the family cutout thing is new within maybe the last 4 years so yeah it'll be interesting to see how um you know sheena keeps saying keep watching keep watching so maybe there's going to be a a moment where they all come together i also like can't when I was kind of doing some research on Brock, it's hard because I don't quite want to share everything that I see because this is involving two underage children. And it's not like I can slam up pictures of them that he has chosen to get off the internet. Like it's kind of a sensitive situation. So I just, I think it was like kind of a choice to make this a storyline. Like is this, I hope this is worth it for their family story. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. kind of dark to be bringing the kids into this. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I like imagine, like, reverse the roles. Of, like, let's say that Sheena and Brock were questioning Lala and Randall. If Sheena had been like, so when was the last time that you saw your kids? Lala would have jumped up, got in her face and said, don't bring the kids into this. How dare you? Like, she would have gone off. It's like in Housewife history, you don't bring up the kids. So why are we bringing up the kids? Yeah, it, and it's young kids. These are young kids. There was a rumor floating out there that these kids are, are adult age children. They are not. They are young children and, yeah. um, you know, very much going to be aware of this storyline. It's. I think people think Brock is older than he is, but he's really quite young. Um, it's definitely not a good idea if there already is issues with the baby mama and the relationship and, and 
custody, it's not a good idea to talk about it on a reality TV show that airs in Australia. So I think that's a misstep and that I don't think that's going to help his case in securing more time with them. But, you know, he, he, they don't paint her out to be a bad person, but the implication is there is like, he's saying he wants to try or has been and she's not allowing it. And you could kind of hear Sheena snickering to Lala about a few things about the name Summer like the the ex-wife is not going to like this scene let's just say that so it's not going to really help him get more access to his kids so yesterday I was um, on Instagram and there was uh, this a thread on one of the pump rules accounts about you know what do you what's your feelings on Brock and his kids you know so everyone was sounding off and um Brock actually responded to he there's this one girl commented and she said I think there's more to this story he's obviously very sad you see that in his interview I've dealt with a similar situation with my husband and his kids and it's not easy especially when there's no effort from the other side and nothing but blame do I think Brock should put in as much effort as he can absolutely because you don't want to give up but it shows that he does care people shouldn't be so quick to judge him and then Brock responded, this is the only comment he responded to, and he goes, I love this. And he said uh, to the person, thank you, you're 1000% correct. As y'all can see me go on my journey with my family, it's very hard to do this on a reality show when you're not in a good place with your ex. It definitely doesn't help. But... Um, you have all my love, blah, blah, blah. Love and family can be hard, and I will bring my family back together. So I thought... Yeah. Okay, so he, I mean, he, posted he, he just said himself on, there that he's, they're not in good standing, so. Right. And he posted some stuff on Henry, too, about just being grateful and thankful and, you know, hopeful and that sort of thing. So, I mean, they, they say it'll play, I'll play out, but I mean, this season, but I don't know how, what's going to play out from this. Like, nothing has really changed. Yeah, and I, I I kind of felt like um like both of them, both him and Sheena, were kind of like with their chins, like yep, yeah, okay, there you go, you know. And it's like nothing that that didn't do it yet, but um yeah, it's yeah. We, we don't have the full story, and of course we never will. So, and it's hard to sit there. We all want to like Brock. Sheena has a child with him. We are rooting for them, you know. So I think everyone's just eager to to hear what the the deal is. Well, I hope it all works out. Yeah, and for sure. Once COVID's lifted, they can go see them. Because I know they talked about that. Like, they had a room for his kids in their place. And, they, you know, they were going to go back and forth. He had been going back and forth to Australia before uh, meeting Sheena. So I don't, you know, and then and then COVID hit. But, and she went down there, too. But. And I think she met his sister. I'm not sure. But she did I did I catch did I hear properly on Watch It Happens Live when Andy kind of questioned her about that? Um, she was like, "Well, we haven't been there because of COVID, and we would have to quarantine." Like, we know tons of people who have quarantined to go. Tra- like, is it that big of a deal to quarantine for ten days to see your kids? Like, why why is that a big deal? Um, or can you yeah, not? Or can thought, you not go? Like, because she let that slip, and I was like, that didn't sound good. Like, if that's all it is, go I do it. That's yeah. I thought that, and I understand maybe she can't because she was filming and can't be gone that long. I, 
the filming's been over. Um, I thought she did that, yeah, herself a disservice by saying, by adding the quarantine thing in. Yeah, like, yes. Just quarantine. The only thing I would say add to that is that Australia is like the most locked down area in the world. You know, you, you, you heard me last week with one of our listeners saying they can't go one hour outside a yeah. day. Mm-hmm. Five, you know, it's very, very locked down. So, but if it's possible, he should at least go there and, of course, quarantine for two weeks, whatever. Um, I was watching 90 Day Fiance. What's his um, guy traveled to Ethiopia and quarantine? I think it was a month to see his ex-wife and her baby and new husband. I'm like, that's weird. Well, and, and I get it. Like, it. I don't know that I'd want to bring my my new baby over to do like, but like, by all means, send Brock. Let Brock go. Let him Instagram from there. He could do his workouts from the hotel room. Like, it could be a great story. You know, I, I'm kind of surprised yeah. that they, they wouldn't do that. But yeah, and I understand when they were filming, they couldn't, but they've been done, so he should try. But I guess if she's not going to allow him to see the kids, I guess what's the point? I don't know. And then, like Sarah, I can't help but think about like the little uh, info that we have, you know, coming up in the season, like how that plays into it. Um, it it's I'm just I'm excited to see how the whole thing unravels. Yeah. Okay, so... Okay, should we go to the engagement? Yes, let's go to the engagement. Now, do you think Tom actually paid for all of that, or he just wrote no. the checks for... No, he did not. Production you think production did, or James? Oh, production. production. Or maybe they split it. Like, I feel like sometimes, like, they, they share the cost or something. Like, I'm sure they worked it out, and, you know... But that was are... 100% for filming purposes, you know? I wonder how much, because they listed out all those like random charges, but how much to actually rent out the Empire Polo Club field? Exactly. And and, like that would be a location scout that went to do that and drew up the contract. Like that's a whole separate, you know what I mean? Like, of course, they're not going to talk about that. Um, Oh, shoot. My friend is a location, does all the locations for Top Chef. I bet. Oh, yeah. Get get the info. Yeah. They have like a little book of them all, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it really did look like Coachella. I mean, that would be, if that's your dream, Coachella, I mean, and you haven't been able to go, like, that is, like, see, they should have just eliminated all these other costume parties and just focused on that. And that, they didn't even you know? really costume up that much. Like, they, I, they, no. the, it, there's too many costumes because it, it's, like, I'm starting to not even notice them anymore. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But I thought that I just want to comment on the camera work for this um, shot. I thought they they shot it very well because I remember seeing it on their stories and it looked like a little sparse. Like it was like, okay, there's a table here. There's a balloon arch here. There's like it didn't they I felt like they did a really good job of making it feel very Coachella in the way that they shot it. Um, I really liked that. And I thought they did a really good job. It was cute. And the the fire twirlers and the um what are the people called on like the fabric silk yeah silk Silk dancers silkers (laughs) um it was really cool and um you could see everyone was like seriously impressed when they got there like the whole time like even in the van the whole way there they're just like wow this is really cool and then um jumping ahead i have to just say i was so shocked that 
they let the proposal be private. Like, yeah. like, like I, I thought for sure that we'd see all their goofy heads, like, peeking around a corner, going like, ah, and getting those reaction shots. But I loved that it was, like, a super private, sweet moment with James and Raquel. And then the fireworks go. And then um, T. Sandy goes and gets everyone and goes, they just got engaged. And then the happiness comes for them. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, like, it was clear they really didn't know what was going on. Yeah, so that's good. it was just like, oh, I, I, I liked that. I was like, cool. I, I, that was a, and then they were there to celebrate with them after, you know, so. Yeah, and that T. Sandy didn't even tell Tom, which is good, because Tom probably would have told Katie. Yes. And Katie would have told Lala. Yeah, I don't know. And uh, I, I just thought it was, I loved how James did it. I love Raquel's reaction. Um, I loved the fireworks, like, and and this is when you know you already mentioned this too but like this is when T Sandy does come off as a good friend because it's little things like that that he keeps locked up to make sure that James has the experience with Raquel that he wanted he makes sure that he manages like every part of that to make sure that happens and you know like even some of like my best friends like they they may get distracted during that or they may slip and say something you know but like i i just i really appreciated how he handled that i thought that was really cool yeah so it's like the times i get sick of him or like when he's even when tom confronts sandoval about steamrolling him tom's still like steamrolls him by denying it instead of just saying oh i'm sorry like i didn't that's not my intention. I'll, I'll try to pay more attention. He doesn't even go there. He's just like, no, dude, I'm not. So it's like, God, just take, you know, just hear him out a little bit. But then he does this kind of thing. And you're like, oh, okay. Just just keeping that Sandoval. That's, what every, that's who everyone likes. You know, the super thoughtful, considerate, loyal, trusting friend you are. And, you know, like, and I, I kind he really has stuck with his shtick throughout season one to nine. Like, he has maintained his personality, has stayed on brand. And, you know, you got to give him credit for that, too. It does get annoying, but... Um, he does need to steamroll Tom Schwartz, because yes. otherwise Tom would never do anything or make any, yeah. Yeah, and, and, like, or he would, like, seriously be in, like business trouble because if you did let um schwartz make decisions like i don't know what would happen yeah seriously did you see schwartz wore his muumu to that event oh my gosh no i didn't even notice that yeah it just grosses me out yeah he wore his muumu lala wore a crop top which i mean just rub it in all our faces like those of us that even did not just give birth and you look I know. Wear a crop top and look like that. Like, oh, she looked amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so wrong. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. But I mean, I felt like it, I felt like it was a fun episode. Okay, so so what's coming up next week? What did I forget? What the coming attractions were? Sandoval creates a little fertility kit for Schwartz. Oh my God! I was di- okay. And yes, thank you for my. I died when he included the goop vagina candle. <laughs> that is ho- like that. That's this is the other thing that he is good at gifts. You know, he's yeah. very thoughtful. Um, I, so I is he going to uh, to donate at a sperm thing to get tested? Is that what he's doing, or is he trying to amp up his mojo for like the? you know, the calendar, the egg calendar thing. Um, from what it looked like, um, 
with the Katie speaking about it too, it seemed like maybe they were going to go just get checked to make sure that everything's Tested, okay yeah. because um, so he's got to jerk off. Yeah, they got to che- they'll, so they'll check and see how his swimmers are. You know. Yeah. So. I mean, and it looks like it's going to be real with Katie talking about you know how hard it is with all our friends getting pregnant. She's trying and it's not happening. So yeah, it's like a real, real moment. Yes. See now, like this is this is like this is what I like to see. You know, like just just to like you guys aren't servers anymore. Like we're getting older. Like let's like just be real about what's going on. And this is like a very real scenario for a lot of women. You know that go through this and you know. Yeah don't know what it's yep. like to deal with it. Well, I hope it continues to go on the upswing and get better. Yes. But we're hanging in there. Yes. I mean, it's still, I'm happy it's back. I'm happy to have it. Um, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how, how it keeps going and hopefully it gets better. Yeah. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. All right. Bye.